Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! The things we talk about in our chat group, the things Woo! we talk about. Wow. Holy cow. Not kind of crazy. I don't think we can. Well, I mean, we could talk about that. Our audience would probably lose interest very quickly because yeah. of the sports show. I want to start. Yesterday, we started the show with a close-up of G. Bush. Yeah. And one of the chatters said, when you got a podcast at 11, but you need to storm the Capitol at 2. Yeah. I want to give G. Bush flowers today, and I hope that the <laughs> chat does too. This That's a great look, man. It's light. It's, it's a, a nice button-up hoodie you with know, the vest. Yeah, it's crisp. Everything matching. He's blue yeah, you across know what the board. It's just blue a, watch. He's you blue. Know, sometimes I try to give him, you know, it's, it's a method to the madness. Sometimes yeah. you got to be over the top a little bit. You keep us so, guessing. Sometimes you got to reel it back in. Yeah. Because they tune in and they think I'm like G. Bush gonna be in a, in a uh, he gonna be in a space suit. Camouflage. You gonna be in the <laughs> J. O. K. Outfit. Uh, he done, he done zoomed in on. Uh, see, Look at this. I like the blue, but I I just don't like blue. Why is you like blue? Oh, okay. I see yeah, why. yeah. I, I see why. Uh, Wait, why don't you like blue? I love blue. Uh, he, he's a Buckeye. Unfortunately, it was ingrained oh, in me. Uh, yeah, that was well, he was like yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. I don't cross no, this. This hat is the only blue thing I, I own. I got it. I don't wear. Blue. I got it. And it's so crazy. Tyvis has a lot of superstitions. Tyvis yeah. said he doesn't wear any of his teams that he that's a fact. played for. No, that's a fact. He that's won't wear any yeah. of the You don't gear. even have any of the old jerseys. None of it. So. I get that. I got the jerseys. Yeah, they give you the jerseys. But but yeah, like, but I, yeah. As far as like, like sweatshirts yeah. and hoodies you and all that. Do you wear them in the house? Packed it. Or not at all? Shipped it out. Oh, so you don't wear them even in the house? I don't where? have them. Where did, did you ship it? To the Goodwill. Yeah, so you don't even own it anymore. No. Do you have okay? But your jerseys, you. Have. I got my jerseys. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Okay. You got them in like a frame case, glass. I case? got I got a couple of them in the frame. I got to get yeah. the rest of them. Okay. All right. So it was, it was like a purge. Yeah, Hold on, like I got a, a question. Once you once you leave, it's like all right, that team is done. It's out of my yeah. system. I get that. Pack everything, ship it out to the goodwill. There. Yeah, have, on with the next chapter of your life, right. whatever whatever it is. What's what the question, Earl? Tyvis, let me get one of those. It's gonna be worth something more day, and it's gonna be because of what you did outside of football. Which, which one you want? Which, uh, which team? Whichever one you want to get. Whichever one your heart desires. Oh, okay. So you're gonna give him one of your football jerseys. Yeah, I got. I think I got. Yeah, multiple. Of, of all team. the team, yeah, you get a home and away. I think I only got Seattle, San Fran, and, and Denver. I already gave away one of my Denver ones. The Browns didn't give you jerseys. I didn't make it to the season. But o you played in preseason. Oh, season. I mean OTAs. Oh, you I did. didn't make I made it. I was here to I got here in February and on the last day OTAs, oh. they made that trade for Calvin Pryor. They traded Demario Davis for Calvin Pryor. They the the dumbest trade Well, at the time at the time Calvin <laughs> Pryor Calvin Pryor was a former first round pick. Safety. Mario Davis. Oh, uh, Demario he, Davis. He's been, he's been the best one of the top five. I would, linebackers yeah. for I would tell you that when Demario left, everybody was upset about it. Because yeah. yeah. this was this was G Dub's first year there, and he was upset about it. That was I stupid trade. Yeah, yeah it wow. was. Wow. Uh, congratulations, way, one, quickly yeah. to the yeah. uh, Cleveland Browns. Last night at the Cleveland Sports Awards, they won the Sports Moment of the Year, and it was basically the Thursday night win over the Jets. Were you hosted? I uh, presented. Okay. I presented. Well, so they said uh, I seen the picture in the chat, and I was like, "Look at that!" It was a it was a great crowd, and it was a, it was a fun evening, and it's always a great event to see all of the Cleveland yeah. sports folks uh, in one place, and you're celebrating all of the different athletes and mm -hmm. the moments of the year. It Later, I'll be ripping cool. Miles Garrett for not being there at the award ceremony. Yeah, I don't know where I'm he kidding. was. I'm Just, not uh, <laughs> Andrew Barry accepted on his behalf. Yeah. That, and that. had a funny line at the beginning, which I uh, I think I think he was really well received by the crowd. Cleveland loves Andrew Barry, uh, so and I do too. I think we all do. Yeah, sure. I do. but I, it was so, good to see that their reaction to him was I, super. What, what, my respect for him went through the roof this year because of the way he was able to build the depth Agreed. on this team. When you see the things that this team went through, and 
having players on the roster step up in the way that they did, like you got to give credit. It to was the like GM. emergency emergency chess. Yeah, and he just made all the right moves. He did. Yeah. Now this would have been a great opening line. You should have taped me up. He could have came up there and says, hey, "Yeah, I'm saving this ward for Miles Garrett." Uh, looks like he didn't show up about two weeks in a row. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been crazy, right? Wow, that been six weeks. In right, a row. right. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, that was <laughs> that was, that was, that was friendly hey. fire from two but you know what? Comedians can get away with <laughs> right, that. Right, right. And if Andrew Bay would have said that, it would have got crazy. But I, we we getting ready for the for the uh, comedy show. I'm That's just true. I'm just working it in. <laughs> that is comedy funny. shows come. That was a good one. Was, his, like, his line was something to the effect of, "I'm sure nobody can tell the difference." between Miles and me, <laughs> right. which was pretty funny. Which is which true. Um, so you had something. Go ahead. Yeah, yesterday on the show, we discussed, uh, of course, the Stump Mitchell uh, comments that he made. Oh, and yes, yes, We yes, mistakenly, yes. it was, I, I, the whole time I thought, and I know Mike thought also that we had mentioned it, think, but yeah. Cam Justice is a, is a news reporter for Channel 5. <laughs> Who, by the way, yeah. Does a really, really good job. Yeah. As local TV news reporters go, mm-hmm. she's top flight. She's she done. Is. She has really made a name for herself over the last few years. Right. Uh, and she does excellent work. She's a very nice person. And we were referencing her interview. We didn't play any clips, but we were referencing her interview. Right. And we never mentioned her by name. Which was it was a mistake, a yeah. bad, bad job mistake, out of but, us. But we wanted to make sure we we tweeted about it yesterday. We wanted to make sure we said it today. Glad you cleaned that up. There was one thing that I during the process of the conversation I hadn't seen. The interview, right? So I, I, I'm glad that we let you paraphrase it. Which, by the way, I think you accurately paraphrased what he had to say. The the one thing that I, I think, if we go back and we look at the clip, I'm fairly certain at one point you inadvertently said Cam Mitchell. I might have did that, and I might have, might yeah. And so I, I thought that's what you did, but I wasn't completely sure. And I should have said you mean Cam Justice. Yeah, yeah. I should have done that because I knew who, who the reporter was. We had talked about it pre-show where it had come yeah. from. And no, I think it we wasn't, all just went into the co- discussion it, yeah. that we had brought she, up. That's a good point, it. Mike. It was an organic moment. And big miss out of us. And, so, and, yeah. and listen, she understands. She responded I, I to my tweet does. and she talked to Earl. It's all good. good. And it was good. a mistake. And before when I went... Before, She's very good, by the way. And if you're not following her, you should because she she, she does a really good job, does. I think, yeah. at breaking ground. She does a really good job. She comes on the barbershop all the time on Saturdays. We have her on all the time. Oh, so you have a relationship with her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when, when, well, she and, has to know it wasn't intentional. Oh, yeah. She and, does. She and does. then before before it went down, um, I was tweeting out because I only saw a small clip. Yeah, you had tweeted and, her. And right? I tweeted her and I said, man, you know, Cam Justice's inter- interview um, with Stump Mitchell. And I right. kind of tweeted it out and we were talking about it. And then that's kind of how Mike was like, all right, well, let's yeah. talk about this tomorrow. I think in a way we kind of thought everybody just knew and we, I, we all thought the other one mentioned it. It was a mistake. Shout out to Karen, by the way. Yeah. Shout yes, out. absolutely. Um, because it yeah. certainly, gosh, it was not intentional right. by any stretch. She, yeah, and normally, good. we do that. We give credit right. where it's due. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of times in the media, people poach stuff and don't That's, give credit. Which is not which is not right. We don't want to do that. We would never intentionally yeah. do that. I don't think anybody on this panel would allow it. I know Mike no. wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Um, look, we're not in the news-breaking business. That's not our lane. We're in the opinion business. Um, but if we were in the news breaking business and we broke a story with a guest through an interview or whatever, if anybody grabbed that clip and used it, even though we did not use the clip, but if anybody talked about it and just referred to us as a sports show, we'd be right. hot too. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm putting out a, my Joe Flacco podcast this afternoon. You better get and credit. If somebody for who uses, uses it. it, that's fine, but I want credit. And, and, and you yeah, deserve you know, credit. Yeah. And then I deserve credit. Oh, yeah, that was, I was supposed to wait to pirate that? <laughs> it's already up on Jeepers. It's already on the, it's on the barbershop. Go check that. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm glad you uh, remembered that because um, the last thing we want to do. Late, dog. Uh, I think very highly of all my colleagues in the media. I know how tough this job is. It's not easy. It's really easy to sit at home and watch us do this and to throw darts. Um, but for those of us that have done it for an extended period of time, and we're all in the game for a while now, yeah. we know there are a million pitfalls. There are a million things that are difficult that the average viewer would have no idea of. And quite frankly, it's the you don't want to know how sausage is made thing. Um, so uh, we, we, it's certainly not our intent, yeah. and I'm glad you cleaned that up. <laughs> hey, McNuggets, good morning. 
What's up, guys? Big show ahead. We're going to dive in our topics, but we have a crazy fan duel ticket to show you guys oh to get things started today. Maybe nice. one of the biggest and best we've had yet. Woo! And we'll show you in one sec. The NFL's Is regular season has wrapped up. It's not Tyvis, but Tyvis is going to tell us his parlor when we talk Cavs in a little bit for tonight's game. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but still plenty of time to get in on the playoff action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose for brand new customers. And the best part about the FanDuel app is that it's so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet, including... Live same-game parlays, you can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make parlays in the Parlay Hub, which is by far the easiest and best way to find pre-made popular parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And I got to give my guy, Matt Kolker, a shout-out. He sent in a couple of these before. Mm -hmm. I play basketball with Matt every week. <clears throat> he hit a 20-part parlay. Oh. On NBA games, I had to put it in a scroll so you guys can see all the parts. A 20-part NBA parlay on Monday night turned $10 into $1,100. Wow. A 20-part parlay, all 20 parts hit. He had the Cavs, so the jealous. Magic, the Spurs, the Sixers, the Raptors, the Grizzlies. Four different same-game parlays all put into one. 20 parts, 10 bucks Damn. into $1,100. Shout-out to Matt. For, uh, I'm jealous. That big you know, you know why I'm jealous of Matt. Remember <laughs> yesterday I got in that camera and I told Jared Allen he messed me up. Yeah. That's the same day uh, yeah. I had a I had a 14 leg hey. parlay and missed it hey. by yeah. two because Jared Allen couldn't get one point and oh, Brooke Lopez couldn't hit a one. three. Baby Giannis over here, Baby yeah. Giannis over here got us with this parlay. Oh yeah, we're talking about today, Look, are we gonna talk about it later? We're we talking about, talk about, about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 Mike, do you know if you can do cross sport parlays? No. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. You, you can. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, you talking about like put baseball and basketball in Whatever. the same? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not gonna be on our docket today. I just want to throw it out there. What the hell are the Bucks doing? What you mean? Uh, we'll talk about it in overtime. I'll tell you. Yeah. Exactly is that our overtime? Yeah. We'll there's got to be a backstory there's, here. There is, and it's Apparently out there. Players uh, all hate it. It is out there because yeah. I just saw the news yesterday, and I was like, I'll give you the, the really quick wow. backstory. Okay. He made fun of Giannis's brother. He and Giannis, did? Yeah, and Giannis was like, nope, not having it. He's out. Oh, that was my friend said that I thought it was a joke. Hold on, I thought that was a joke. I thought it was a joke. Hold on, wait a minute. This right here that says he was bullying my brother, saying. The Gnosis is committing insurance fraud by being in the NBA. He had to go. That's true. I don't know if those were the exact words, but <laughs> from all idiot. reports, he had completely lost Giannis. Giannis said, I but can't work facts, for him, though. and he's out. I it, mean, listen. He wasn't wrong. It's okay. so, but how dumb can you be? <laughs> yeah, but why would you say that about the, one of the best players in the league? And Giannis don't play games. He's like all, super all time. I thought all. this was a joke. when I, I thought yeah. my buddy sent it to me, and I thought we right. were just laughing I about if, it. I mean, I, 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 it needs context. Like, was yeah. the coach joking? Was he serious? Uh, Either way, it wasn't a smart move. No. But I also don't love the fact that and Giannis flexed and said but, he's got to go. But but Giannis Giannis talked about him and his defensive principles. And okay, was now like, that would be a different story. He was like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, okay, we'll dive into this story. all in overtime, but right. there is some truth that at the end of the day, Giannis and Adrian Griffin didn't yeah. see eye to eye. The team went with the player over the coach. And Adrian didn't we Griffin just talk about it, Mike? Years? Do we need to talk about it overtime at this point? Yeah, because there's some more. There's more stuff. They play the they play the Cavs tonight, so it'll be an extra, oh, yeah, good, good piece. Yeah, extra yeah, little bonus. Let's start with a soundbite from the upcoming podcast today. Boy, you want to set up this soundbite that people can watch and listen to your interview with Joe Flacco later today. So as soon as the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show ends today, my podcast with Joe Flacco will be released on YouTube. Uh, so obviously, if you're not subscribed to my podcast already, go to YouTube, go to the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, part of the Bet Rivers Network. And click the subscribe button. I'll take a thumbs up too if you like what I'm doing. And subscribe. And subscribe, and subscribe that, please. Yeah. Of course, hit the subscribe button. Uh, uh, my goal, my hope is to get over 4,000 subscribers by the end of the day. I'm at 3,700, so I'd like to get another 300 today. It would be great. Anyway, uh, so the pod. So I yesterday I, I had uh, 30 minutes with Joe Flacco. He was very gracious to give me that much time. We had a very nice relaxed relaxed atmosphere. And uh, I can't even remember what clip I gave you, Mike, that we used. This is about Joe returning oh, to the quarterback room 
and how that's right. Potentially, <laughs> it would work with the show. Yeah, this Watson is interesting. I did. Yeah. Do you have the question, or should I set up the question? You exactly. set up the question. You only sent me his answer. So uh, this was. I asked him about the quarterback room, the Browns' quarterback room, Watson and Walker and all these guys, and what was it like in there? Here's what he said. You know what? The quarterback rooms are always a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think they're probably a little bit of a unique situation because they're true. There is one of you playing. Right. And even when some guys are waiting in the wing or, you know, they're, they're, they're in their first year or second year, listen, everybody wants to play. You know, there's always a little bit sure. of taste of that. Even the way I came in this year, you know, it's like you're walking into a room where everybody in there had played, had started football games. So they have to, you know, we all probably have to put our egos aside at some point. And even though we feel like we should be the ones playing, um, you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy for PJ and Dorian to kind of watch me come in. And now all of a sudden I'm the one playing when, when they had been able to start games and yeah. have some success this year. Um, so once, a, so even with that room it, where, where the one guy is playing, like it, it at the end of the day, guys do a really good job because we're in where we spend so much time together. We have good relationships. So as much as we want to be the guy out there, um, we also have really good relationships with these guys. I mean, we spend a lot of time together and have a lot of laughs and stories and just, you know, grinding with football, all those things. So, you know, we want to see those guys go out there and be successful. Even if, even if we still, even if we feel like we're the guy and, and right. we could be the guy, you still want to see uh, your teammate and your friend go out there and, and play good football. Wow. I, I thought it was interesting that he said, hey, listen, we want to be the guy. Everybody wants to be the guy. Yeah. But in the same vein, you're still rooting for that guy to have success. It's kind of I, a weird. I thought he showed great candor. <laughs> yeah. And you can do that when you're at the end of your career. Sure, of course. I also thought he showed great insight. Everything he said is true. I've had conversations with quarterbacks in contentious rooms. Yeah. And they'll tell you things off the record that they won't tell you on the record. I think he's transparent. He's open. Now, the yeah. one thing that I, I'm sure you guys touch on it, I want to know because there was one elephant that was not in that room. Right. Yeah, and yeah, what yeah. I want to know is whatever interactions Joe had with Deshaun, yeah. I'd love to hear him talk about those experiences. Well, I, asked him, about, I asked him about Watson specifically. I didn't ask him about like his interactions with Watson on the sideline or, specifically. Or maybe but what I the relationship him, is like. I asked him about his relationship with Watson, and I asked him about whether he thinks Watson could have success in this system. And, and that's part of the interview. So, okay. Oh, yeah, you got you to tune in for that. We're not about yeah. to give you everything. <laughs> no, that's a great Make team. sure you go subscribe to the channel. Yeah. We got three or four more juicy sound bites from Joe Flacco. Yeah. And he talks about how Joe Flacco can coexist. I think he can coexist. He, I asked him Does about, he believe that? I asked him about him and Watson coexisting. I did. Thank you for yes. I did ask him about that. Whether he thinks that could yeah, work. I, do you want to give us that answer now, or uh, do we have to wait? And if said, we have to wait, that's fine. He said he he. You, you're gonna want more details on what he said, <laughs> but he did say he thinks it could work. Good. But egos have to be put aside. He talked about that. He talked about the coaches getting fired. He talked about pizza. Uh, I asked him a question about alligator wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I, I asked him about him screaming at uh, my uh, at Wyatt Teller. Uh, so all of that, it's, it's really um, fun. And he for was, the sake, but, of, for the sake of today though, here, and yeah. definitely go check out both podcasts. Yes. One thing yes. before we pivot to the exact question that you yeah. have, I wanted to know yeah. in general, when you spend 30 minutes with someone and I yeah. know it's not face to face, but it's, no, but we it's talked off the air a little too. He, yeah. yeah. And, and I know it's different when you're, when you're sharing the space sure, with someone, sure. yeah, yeah, you yeah. do pick up on different right. things in general. How, how do you characterize Joe Flacco now that you Spent 30 minutes with him. Loved him. Couldn't love him yeah. anymore. It's easy to see why he won over the locker room. Yes. It's very easy. He is very down to earth. He he came off as like, because like, at first I said to my producer, how long do we have with him? He's like, he didn't give a specific time. He's like, I try to keep it to 15 minutes. So normally when I do an interview, if I, you know, if they tell me 15 minutes, I feel the guy out during the interview. Sure. If I feel like he's having fun. I'll go a little longer. Absolutely. And Joe was like laughing. I was, I was being, I was getting some silly questions. Sure. And I talked about his coach, of course. I referenced our interview that we did with his college coach right. a few times, and he talked about how his coach likes to embellish. So he was really <laughs> loose. He was really loose. So we we had fun, and I just kept him, and he ended up doing thirty minutes. And at the end, I was like, "Hey, Joe, I'm sorry if I kept you too long." He's like, "No, nah, I had a ball." You know, it, it, you, you could tell why people like him. Right. And he was really. And he talks about this, but he was blown away 
by the fans of Cleveland. Yeah. Blown away. I'm glad to he hear that. He couldn't believe it. He, you know, sometimes you feel like do the players care that you love them? He he cared. It right. meant a lot to him that the fans loved it. By the way, he did not right. know. There's a couple of stats about his records in Cleveland that he didn't know. I was surprised. No kidding. Did, yeah, you, yeah. did you ask him in 2019 when he had a neck injury for the Denver Broncos? Did he know that they had this player by the name of Tyvis Powell on their practice I didn't squad? get Man, that that's question. a miss, Bull. That's a I'm, miss. That is a, that's a bull What drop. did you think of being a teammate of Tyvis Powell? Yeah. Saying. Sorry I missed yeah. that. Sorry. <laughs> I think he looks back on your time together fondly. <laughs> Man, that's so back, back to the question. That's the No, no. That's the right Make sure you there, check boy. out those podcasts. Bull, you said it drops at 115-ish today? It, it's going to drop right just after 1 o'clock. Yeah, about 115. You're going to love it. He comes off phenomenal, and it's, it's really good. So I, make sure you guys tune in, but to yeah. the – Question today, and at least the soundbite we played. He makes it seem like there could be a peaceful, coexisting quarterback room between Deshaun, Joe Flacco, whoever else they bring in. Bull, you said that was the impression you got. Do you guys agree with Joe Flacco that <laughs> those two could coexist in a quarterback room 100%. next year? Deshaun is QB1, Joe yeah. is QB2. I think the bigger part of that is, would Deshaun be okay with it? I, that's and, what we don't know. We don't know that, so I'm going to – I'm gonna. this is – Pure conjecture. Well, I'll give you a little <laughs> more of what he said. Because I said to him, what happens if you come back? I said, everybody wants you back next year. Right. Everybody on the outside wants you back next year. And I said, what happens if Deshaun starts the season, you're the backup, and he's struggling a little bit? Are there going to be guys on the team, on your team, saying, you know, maybe Joe should be playing? And he basically said, well, that, that stuff shouldn't happen. And everybody's got to put their egos aside for what's the best, right. best of the team. He yeah. he didn't seem concerned about that. Now, whether he's being totally honest, you never right. know. But and he did not seem concerned about well, it. My conjecture on that yeah. is, why would Deshaun? Deshaun's got nothing to worry about. Deshaun is definitively, and it's not written in pencil. Yeah. It's etched in concrete. <laughs> he is the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in 2024. And at least in 2025. Yes. Because this, the, the finances dictate that he has to be. You can't pay a backup quarterback $60 million. You just can't do it. No, and no matter, yesterday we had this hot debate about whether his Browns career so far has been a disappointment or whatever it's been. Disaster. Disaster, which is what I said originally. But here's the bottom line. Everybody knows that Deshaun Watson's potential upside <clears throat> is way higher than Joe Flacco's at think, this point in I their career. I think Deshaun, who's probably done a lot of self-reflecting yeah. on personal Deshaun Watson and professional Deshaun Watson, he's smart enough to know that this guy has something that can help me. And it's up here. It's no. knowledge of the game. How invaluable would it be for Deshaun Watson to come over on the sideline Right. And have a conversation with Joe Flacco about what just happened on the field. Or maybe Joe's seeing something on the surface, right. on the pad. He's looking at something saying, Deshaun, eyes, different sets of eyes see that. We, we saw that with the DeMarco Ryan clip where he tells his linebacker. D'Amico. D'Amico, D'Amico yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's called him DeMarco. Where he said, just, just get in front of Joe. Just get in front of him. Then almost immediately after that, there's a pick six. Yeah, right. And the player did exactly what the coach said. And I, I think that Deshaun, there's no doubt Deshaun is a driven, motivated, and wants to win. There's no doubt about that. Anybody that's ever doubted that has not been paying attention. He doesn't like the fact that he's been underwhelming or disappointing or disastrous. Sure. He hates those adjectives. The adjectives he wants are winner, champion, hard worker. Joe Flacco can help him get there. And I think Deshaun's smart enough to realize that. I hope he is. I want to set this up. I'm going to use my answer by questioning Tyvis Powell. Now. What am I on the stand? Yes. <laughs> now, uh, Tyvis, uh, you play for uh, you, you play for Urban Meyer, right? I did. Okay. Uh, you know of Ryan Day. I do. Well, I was, he wasn't there he when wasn't I was there. a coach. Yes. But, but, you, but I know him. Okay. The philosophies mm-hmm. of the two people, from Ryan Day to Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. How are they different? Well, I mean, obviously, they, they have different leadership styles. One is more of a dictator, my way or the highway. The other one's more a little bit laid back. I want to help you get to the right answer. I want to help you grow that way. The atmosphere of the dictator, it inspires what? The atmo- uh, Fear. 
the dictator is definitely you're, you're fearful. You don't want to make no mistakes. You want to make sure that you're perfect. Uh-huh. Um, and he demands greatness out of you every time. Um, you're not going to be a risk taker. If that's what you're asking me. Okay. Now, I, listen, now, now the dictator has a national championship trophy. And I know the jury is wondering where I'm going with this. We'll tie it back in, as I always do. Now, he has the dictator. Get to your point, counsel. The national championship trophy. Now, here's the thing. Joe Flacco <laughs> understands and is adored and played very well. You bring him back into this fold because I believe fear is a greater motivator than love. We don't not rob banks because we love the bank tellers. We don't rob, we don't rob banks because you can go to jail for 25 to life. Deshaun Watson has been given the keys to the city, but I believe that he needs some healthy dose of fear behind him. He needs to lock in And the middle aspects of Deshaun Watson is is where I think he's going wrong. He needs to have somebody behind him that a he knows the fans love B knows can throw the football. This is very interesting. C, C knows and understands that if he relinquishes that role, you might not get that back. So Deshaun Watson is not about making him feel comfortable. I want him motivated. I like motivated over comfort. I rest my case. I I actually agree. I I think it's a great (laughs) brilliant argument because the bottom line, if I'm not saying it's the case, I don't think it's the case. I hope it's not the case. If Deshaun Watson is not going to play as well, because he's worried about the competition, then he was never going to be great anyway. He does, he's not made of the right yeah, material. Right. You're right. So it, if we're going to assume that he can handle that, which we have to, because otherwise he can't be great, then yes, let him be pushed. Let so him, Bull, this goes yeah. back to something that we asked, I think the beginning of last year, I can't remember, about pressure. And we talked about how much pressure is Deshaun Watson under. And I think you said a lot. Everybody said it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. And I sat in this chair and said, None. He's he's got no pressure whatsoever. You know what he has? He's got a two hundred and thirty million dollar guarantee. If he sucks, he's got a safety net. If he's replaced, he's got a safety net. I didn't like that. I think I, to your point, I was always motivated by that as well. I was motivated more. I I I hate to fail. I hate to lose more than I love to win. Mm-hmm. And so, what always motivated me in the dark hours, not in the games, but in the dark hours when I was working by myself was I was asking myself, what was the competition doing? What are they doing right now to be better than me? Coming to get yeah. your and spot. that drove me. And yeah. you know what? I'm not Deshaun Watson is a motivated person. I don't want to yes. make it. I, if you followed his career in college and you watched him closely, you know that he is a winner. Mm-hmm. He is motivated. He wants to be great. Sometimes human nature, not a Deshaun Watson flaw, human nature. When we are crowned champion of the game, $230 million contract, we lose that motivation. We lose that spark. So I love your argument, Council, that you want to use Joe Flacco mm. as a fire starter. Yeah. I think that's, I haven't heard anybody say that yet. He's yeah. also an insurance policy. Bring <laughs> Joe back. Mm. And by the way, if it if it leads to a better Deshaun Watson and it costs you $6 million, <laughs> well worth it. You're, you're, you're paying $6 million so you can monetize your $230 million investment. And you know if he get hurt again, coming you got up someone surgery, there. he That's can right. hit the track run. We know we That's trust right. this guy. There's Boom. no concern. I, but, gee, I love your logic. Yeah. I know I, it took you a while to get there. but It I, always does. By the way. You know, we gave you a little grace because yeah. it was interesting little in the runway. Uh, Steve, I just said, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Why, is that one of your catchphrases? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm obsessed with get, getting rid of any crutch words. Like, there's a lot of people in media who say like all the time. Right. Drives me nuts. Yeah. I don't think I do that, but I say by the way a lot. Uh, to your point of what you said about motivating, it reminded me of a video I just saw of Larry Bird. Because Larry Bird played one year after Magic retired. And Larry said... That when Magic retired, he was not as motivated. I remember hearing it. Because his whole career, he every college time field. he practiced in college and the pros, he said, what's Magic doing now? That's right. What's Magic doing now? He said he would go look at the – those are the days where you get the paper and look, and at, look the at the box score. He'd go and look at the box score yep. and sure. see what Magic did. Yeah. And and for his last – and then Magic retired, and he was – I mean, he still was good his last year, but he was like, eh, it's not the same. And what's crazy to me, Bo, I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. Because you wouldn't think about that, that that has any relevance in this conversation. However yeah. – when we speak to the greatest individual rivalries in sports history, yeah. obviously Ali Frazier comes to mind for me. I'm a big fight fan. Yeah. 
and their fights and their personal relationship was amazing. They came to grow to love one another, much yeah. like Larry and Magic had. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. We, as the fans, were the benefactor yes. of Magic hating Larry and Larry hating Magic. Right. It, it created Magic for us to watch yes. for uh, more than a decade yeah. between college and the NBA. And, and it wouldn't be like Flacco was his rival. He's not. Right, but, but it's interesting how yeah. just his presence, maybe he starts seeing Joe's in it every day at 8. I got to get here at 745. Remember who Jackson told that to Tyrod Taylor, what, Baker and Tyrod That's Taylor? Right, exactly yeah. right. He said, now look, old boy. It's one thing Hugh Jackson said that I thought He's it was first brilliant. first last out. He said, I mean, you're going to let him beat you? And the c- quarterbacks are competitive. <laughs> I, I imagine in my, in my head, Joe Flacco going up to Deshaun being like, hey, listen. Man, I don't know if your arm better than mine. I'm 40. I'm about to get this Buckeye card. Matter of fact, I can make all the throws around here. Now, Tyvis, you, in, in the case, when you, you, you cool with Sherm, you cool with a lot of the DBs, uh, we, right? We, we, we are, uh, Y'all seen we, are we are, uh, ex-co-workers. That, that's Whoa, all. Whoa, what just happened? A, it was just ex-co-workers. You guys get into a fight? What no, happened, that's bro? just, that's our title. We just, if, well, you're if, friends. If, if his, if his wife and my wife weren't friends, I really wouldn't talk to the guy. And that's not Oh, true. really? I don't think that's he lied to us. That's a lie, Ty. Stop. No, he'd be in a few times with him all the time. Make sure, I hope he, you clip this and, and tag him. <laughs> I would not talk to you if it wasn't for your your lovely wife and my wife being friends. Yeah. Oh, you almost sold it. You you're, almost you're sold it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Well, yesterday, with the same face, yeah. looking into the same camera, he said unequivocally, there are zero players in the NFL using <laughs> right, they're right. Not, they're not using By the way, uh, <laughs> Just that was met with yeah, great cynicism right. but and, Thomas, to your, and laughter. To, I'm curious, as the one guy here who actually played in the NFL, yeah. are you buying what G is selling? We're buying it, but we didn't play. Yeah. You, you, you did. No, I think you did. Listen, yeah. the thing that I learned about the Cleveland Browns is that and not just the Cleveland Browns, just all the football. The most successful teams always bring in competition. Competition breeds the best out of athletes. What, what motivated me the most as a player was when, in college, we had a freshman by the name of Eric Smith. He went to Glenville. Shout out to Glenville. Safety. Freshman came in. Dude, I thought he was going to get your minutes, Dude too. was I remember baller. That. I remember uh, that dude. dude was an absolute baller. And I was like, look at this freshman. They seem like every time he got in, we blow teams out. He get in the game. He get a pick or he get a fumble recovery or something. I'm like... So he kept me on my game. I'm like, well, let me step my game up. So same his number. Same situation with this. You know, with with Deshaun Watson. First of all, I don't. Th- Deshaun is already motivated by the fact that he he. You, I listened to his podcast the, with with Cam Newton, and he said, "I hear all of it." So if that's the case, you know all the trash talking that's going on about your name and how people saying that they wasted money. Blah 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 blah. You want to come out there and you want to prove them wrong. So I don't think you need the motivation, but. If I'm the Cleveland Browns, I think you're absolutely right. You have to have, you can't just rest on the fact that he'll be back. Like that's, if you go into this season thinking Deshaun Watson will be back, he'll be 100% back to the, the guy that The injury that he's coming back for, there's no track exactly. record Exactly. So there's you, no guarantee he's going to come back. So you, have to, you have to do what they call cover your assets, and you have to get a guy in there that you know can get things done. Now, what I think, and this could be, totally wrong and I mean no disrespect to Joe Flacco in in any way when I say this I think Joe Flacco is the perfect backup quarterback that he is in his career now why do I say that because as we pointed out over his historic run with the Cleveland Browns that in the last what three seasons he's always giving you moments where he's looked really great but he's fallen off the cliff why do I think that is hard for him to get maybe another starting quarterback job anywhere else? It's because I think other NFL teams see the same thing. He'll come in and he'll get you maybe five good games, but at some point it's going to take a dive. With that being said, if he comes back to Cleveland and he is the backup quarterback, I do believe that I've said it a bunch of times, what you said, he can be a great teacher. Deshaun Watson has never had that big brother quarterback that's that's been a former MVP, that's mm. not an MVP, Super Bowl Even champion. Season? Who was his backup? Like, I don't remember who nope, he I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Did they have in, what's his, uh, Matt Schaub wasn't there? I don't think so, but he came in and played. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he, so the the, the a best times a team if they're definitive that this is their guy, they'll clear the deck. Yeah, yeah. wasn't Brock Glasswaller? I don't remember. The now. biggest Maybe. influential you know, person he had was yeah. Jacoby Brissett. 
that's probably the biggest big brother who's actually had a decent right. success that started. No, right, yeah. Is brought is is Jacoby Brissett. Who's another good guy to have there. Exactly. So I think that you benefit from that because Deshaun will look at him and say, this guy's been to the Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl MVP, and I want those things. And he came in last year, and he did things that I, quite frankly, weren't great at. So I can learn from him in those things. Mm. I don't know how necessarily the offense is going to change with the, with the new OC coming in, whoever that may be. But I do believe that there is something there. Also, Joe Flacco is perfect for a number two because he's done it in his career. It's been times where he's with Lamar. He groomed Lamar and Lamar took off. He went to uh, the Jets. He was there for a while and then he groomed Zach Wilson. We need wow. to talk about that. And then, <laughs> then he had, and then <laughs> even in Denver, when he was in Denver, he had the neck injury and. Um, What's the quarterback? Uh, Drew, Drew Locke. Locke came in, yeah. and he would help Drew Locke. So he's been in situations where he's always helped a younger guy hey, get ready. Bull, did you get a sense from Joe, and did it even come up, about what his post-football life looks like? I think coaching is an option. It's I think funny because I had all a, of that. One of the questions I wanted to ask him was, "Would you rather when you're done, are you going to go down the coaching route or the media route?" I just we had we did thirty minutes and I just yeah, you know no, didn't get it, to everything and thirty so minutes goes fast. Yeah, in an interview it flew like by. That. So yeah, yeah no, I didn't get to ask him that. Um, Brock Osweiler was the quarterback in Houston, oh, was by Osweiler. the way, and, went, and which, you know he didn't have Deshaun, a lot of Deshaun yeah. knew coming in, he yeah. had the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said something during your answer a moment ago where you said players are okay with competition; they like it. It brings out the best in us. You said, yes, and I, I happen to agree with that. But I will also say, and I remember, I think. I didn't experience this in any other sport but wrestling, and, and, and here's, I, it exists in track and field, too, and swimming and things like that are measured definitively. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is just subjective. I look, sure. I look mm-hmm. at my eyes, and I think you're better. But when there's a watch or yeah. there's a head-to-head competition, in wrestling, we had wrestle-offs every week, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget it. As a freshman, I wanted to be varsity. I had a good junior high career, but they had some good high school wrestlers that were my weight class. The beauty of wrestling, which is why I always liked it. You find out. If you didn't put in the work, by minute five, you know, by the halfway through the third period, oh, yeah. it was, there were red lights and flashing. <laughs> not done, not done. You got that instant data. The, you the knew. data was right. Well, and the, the, the beautiful thing about that, wrestle-offs was. It does happen in track, though, because I did. I ran in track, track. Too, in track, I always used to tell my son, the reason I love track so much, in track, the tape never lies. That Meaning clock. the tape measure and, and the stopwatch never lies. It, it, it you always know where you stand mm-hmm. and where you stand in reference to your competition. In wrestling, you two guys will come to the middle of the mat, and they would wrestle a three-minute period. Winner gets the far- yeah. varsity spot. Did you get and, the varsity spot? I did, but you know what? After week one, wrestle off again. <laughs> now yeah. there was a, a time when there were no wrestle offs. If you were beating every guy in the weight class and you were beating them easily then it wasn't an issue, particularly if you were winning your, your matches. But if you weren't winning your matches, the coach has an obligation to all other 12 starters. Mm-hmm. I've got to get the best wrestler at 98 pounds. Yeah. So we're going to have another wrestle-off. Now, what that did was it kept everybody else in that weight class motivated. Oh, Jay's in the weight room after practice? I guess i got to be in the weight room after practice. But to your point of athletes love competition, it makes us better. You said this earlier. It makes some cower. Yep. That's your answer. That's it. If they don't rise their game, like Baker, mm-hmm. rose his game when Hugh Jackson, probably the smartest thing he ever said as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Look at your brother. Jacoby's in here. Or, or uh, it was Ty- Tyrod. Yeah. Tyrod's in here exactly. before you and after you're gone. And, it, and, and so that it changed Baker's approach. He realized, oh, I can't, I can't college this. I can't Oklahoma this. This is a new level. I'm getting paid. I think that we'll find out. I, this nonsense, and Jason is adamant about this. Yeah. And I love Jason and every one of his takes because he does come at things in a very cerebral way. But this particular take where, oh, he can't come back. He can't come back. That could, that could make for a volatile situation. Hell with that. These are gladiators. These are men. Bring yeah. me the best competition you I, have, I think, and I will yeah. prevail. I think Jason's point is that the other players would yeah. be picking sides. Well, that could happen. Yeah. It, no, it, that, it, it, could. it right. will Jason happen. Jason was saying yeah. that, that it, other guys would be looking at the coach saying, it will are happen. we really going to play this I, charade? I live that. That, that will happen. It will happen, mm-hmm. and that's human nature. But there's one thing that we haven't discussed in talking about Deshaun Watson's comeback, and it hit me yesterday, but I didn't want to take this tangent, but we can now because we're talking specifically about Deshaun. We talk about Nick Chubb as... Oh, we don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. 
coming back from a very difficult entry, an ACL. We don't know what he's going to be. We've got to restructure. Mm-hmm. we got to bring in competition. Why doesn't the same thing apply to Deshaun Watson, who I've, I've continued to research, trying to find a, another case. Oh, you know why? You know, you know what the difference There's no history of the it. The difference is he did it. He went 14 for 14 with the thing broken. Did he? Did maybe it, I, we don't know that because we don't. They didn't do an I, MRI I, after seven I'm, passes. I'm, I'm with Jay. I, I like the military, and I do something. I, this is my operation. This is Operation Stockpile. This is you need to cover the guys. Can we call 2024 Operation Stockpile? I, we could do Let's that. Let's do it. Because you've been saying I need to overdo I, it everywhere. You better. This I is the first to, thing. And I loved your analogy yesterday. China's over here building. Yeah. Uh, a, a fleet of Navy vessels. Hey, I, I just looked, just, you know, we I just go. looked at the wide receiver shelf. It's pretty empty. Yes. <laughs> we got we to fill up that wide receiver shelf. <laughs> it's not, it's not much on that shelf. There's one guy in there that yeah. I'm going to bring back. <laughs> well, that actually is a good kicking off point for our next topic. Before I bring that up, we got to mention FanDuel one more time. The NFL regular season is wrapped mm-hmm. up, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the playoff action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And the best part is the app is simple to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best and easiest way to find popular parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. By the Mike, way, the Bucks are hiring Doc Rivers. They yeah. are, yes. Yeah. I told you that That's before. Crazy. The cement operation stockpile, we're going to need Joe Thomas to bless it. I think that's what we need. Yes. You know, you're right. We're going to need right. that at some point over the summer. And who yeah. broke we'll get that Joe news? Back on. Where's the guy who broke the news of Joe Thomas being a coach in Europe? Yeah, yeah we, we, gave him, we, we mentioned that he was right. That's crazy. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That. Go we, ahead, uh, You talk about the wide receiver cupboard potentially being barren, Nick Chubb uncertainty, Deshaun's uncertainty, Kevin Stefanski, play call may not. There are 13 open offensive coordinator jobs in football right now. We'll run through them real quick. The Browns, the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Saints, the Bills, the Raiders. Next, Steve. Patriots, Commanders, Falcons, Chargers, Panthers, Titans, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. 13 open Is the Bills job really jobs. open? They, they haven't named Brady the full-time OC okay. yet. I think it's – isn't it a fait accompli that he's uh, getting that? Yeah. I mean, From everything I've read and heard. I doubt I'm just saying it's technically I know, it, technically right they now, haven't announced it. I'm wondering – if the does the Rooney rule apply to coordinators on interim jobs? I don't know. That's I'm what I sure. don't know. I think yeah. it does it does apply on coordinators. Yes. What I don't know is and if it if it does, then that's why this hiring hasn't been made official. Maybe. Yeah. So So if you want to take them out for the sake of this, we could take the bills <coughs> out because I think we're all on the same page that Joe yeah. Brady will end up being right. offense. So I guess for the sake of this, let's go with the twelve offensive coordinator jobs open outside of Buffalo. Yeah. Where does the Cleveland offensive coordinator job rank among those 12? Is it in the top half, the top three, the top one, the are, are bottom we, half? Are we factoring in ranking? whether or not they get to call plays? Do you have, I think we that's should. that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. And the I think problem we should is we don't know not. with the other teams if they get to call plays or not. Well, If you're doing it based just on the offensive talent that's alone. What I, that's what I was doing. Then let, let's do it that I, way. That's why I was know. too. Because yeah. well, the charge, you, you, you've made the assumption that most OCs don't call their own plays. Even though we know there are some that do. There are some, yeah, sure. There are some. I don't. But I would mostly, love to know the breakdown. Mostly the guys that call plays, the OCs that call plays, <laughs> are on teams where the head coach is a defensive guy in most cases. Yes, you're right. But let's see the, the open, Can we see the teams again, Mike? Yeah, and a lot of the open ones don't have a head coach yet. So for the sake of this, because we don't know who will be calling plays, who won't, let's right. go off the offensive talent. Okay. But yeah. the 12 teams, and we could take Buffalo out of Taking the equation. Taking put them on here. But the 13 listed, we're taking out Buffalo. Cleveland, Seattle, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Las Vegas, New England, Washington, Atlanta, the Chargers, Carolina, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. I got the Browns third. I got the Browns third. I think Cincinnati and the Chargers (laughs) Chargers are are both ahead of Cleveland. I I got them third. I don't know. Because <laughs> the, the, the rest of them, you got to worry about the I'm quarterback, sorry. and that's right. the biggest part. I think sorry. Seattle is close. <laughs> Seattle got, Seattle's got a lot of skill position talent. 
I don't personally love Geno, but he's been pretty good the last two I years. Would put yeah, but forth. I think the other two but guys I, the Browns are clearly ahead. better. Fourth. Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, uh, I think it's Cincinnati and the Chargers, and I think yeah, then the it's, then I it's, it's everybody Bengals else. Bengals one, Chargers two, Browns uh, uh, three. Atlanta that's what got I, some, that's what I Atlanta got They got a quarterback pieces. issue. Yeah, they got a But they don't have a quarterback, yeah. I like Atlanta. They got all the pieces but the quarterback. Well, that's like saying you have a house, but you just don't have a foundation I like Atlanta. Atlanta and Seattle would be four or five to me. We can add one more to the equation. Steve Becker's right. Philadelphia oh. also is going to have an open OC job. I, the Browns I put, is fourth. I, I put is Sirianni going to survive in Philly? It looks yeah. like he is. Yeah. Sirianni's going to survive, but he's going to have to do a coordinator overall. The Browns is fourth, dude. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. The I Browns are Philly, definitely yeah, below Philadelphia. Put, right. Browns fourth. But that's still in the top, you know, it's 13 <laughs> or whatever teams. I mean, that's pretty hot. But by the way, if I'm going to do this on enthusiasm level, like I'm begging for the Cincinnati job. I'll go there and I'll say, can I please have this job? I'm going to go to the Chargers and say, I really want this job. This is th- I can be here this is forever. Yeah. Like, this is a great situation. I would say the same in Philly. Yeah. I would not beg for the Browns job. I think it's probably fourth in that list. Yeah. But I think it's the top three, and then everybody else is just kind of. Well, it's because well, the Browns is fourth to me because uh, when you think about the offensive talent, you got to think about Nick Chubb's coming back off of injury, Deshaun's coming back off of injury. So those are big questions. Exactly. And yeah. that's yeah. like your one, well, two, and your two one best receiver. Off- yeah. So, so I it, mean, it's not like, you know. The one argument for the Browns job, and I would say in this vein, <clears throat> They could, you could argue they could be as high as the second choice behind the Chargers. Is that? Well, oh, you've got the Chargers number one. No, no, I got the Bengals number one. But I'm thinking about this from this. Think about it from this perspective. The Bengals and Eagles have mm-hmm. been to the Super Bowl the sure. last couple of years. They have. Their quarterbacks are have had success in the playoffs. So whoever goes there is not going to get a ton of credit. If the Bengals go to the Super Bowl next year, I don't know that the new OC is going to get a ton of credit. No, you're right. Yeah, if you take a team like Cleveland and turn their offense around like right. the defense did Deshaun this year. Watson they hasn't ca- done much for three they, years. No, you're if right. You that's get a the good Browns point. offense no, going. That's a great no, point. No, because then so the Kevin Stefanski's going to get the credit. And the Chargers, too, because they haven't won a playoff oh, oh, game by, with Phillip Rivers. Oh, by, oh, by right. the way, uh, Philip Rivers. You, you made Justin a great Herbert. point. Watch yeah. this. That's a hell of a point. What'd you say? Even if, even if the coordinator comes in here and does a good job, Kevin Stefanski is default the coordinator forever. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's right, right. Like, because people are going to just say he called plays and he has so much influence. I'm going to tell you who. That it's, but, that unless that coordinator on Sunday is like this, they, they ain't getting credit. Fair. That's the only. If, if, Kevin, if Kevin's still doing this, he, 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 no papers in his hand. It is, it's Tynus, a wrap. No, maybe it, to the average <laughs> fan, but don't you think we would give that guy some level of credit if Watson's been really struggled? See, Paul, I if want he plays to. Great. I think you're right. Your premise, yeah. it, I want to, but here's the thing. Yeah. The last OC that didn't call plays took the blame. <laughs> he took the fall. <laughs> and got none of the so credit. I don't know that I can come in and yeah. say he does a better job, well, the, and now I can't yeah. give the new guy credit because. I hear you. And that. we see the case study. It's called Eric B. and Eric Reed, uh, Andy Reid. We saw this case study before. We, we asked every Super Bowl, right there. what percentage are you calling? Did you did you draw this play up or was oh, and it? By Andy? the way, Andy Reid's answer to the media was 50-50. Yeah. Uh it later came out. It may have been was it Darren that told us? Yep. That said, it, it, nowhere near 50-50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It was nowhere near 50-50. Right? Wait a minute. Wait, you said that Andy and Bianca. I, I can't remember. 50-50. I don't want to put those words well, in his mouth, but they, I read somewhere. Andy said I, I know exactly what you're saying. Andy said at Super Bowl Media Week What's the play call? He said it's 52-48. I call 52. The enemy calls 48. Well, they yeah. said that the and touchdowns. And then Darren Smith came on our show, and later we asked him, Darren, do you believe that's that? That's right. And Darren said, no, not a chance. It's, yeah, I, that's it's the way I remembered it, and, and I, that's, yes. that's accurate. But that, we should have known it by the 52-48. Right, right. Shout right. out exactly. to Darren, I mean, by the way. Darren's an OG. And, and there were guys that were with the Chiefs. They were not with the Chiefs at the time that that comment was made. Yeah, but there were guys that had previously played in that offense, and they chuckled at that and said, "Andy Reid isn't letting anybody call forty-eight percent of his plays. Right, right, Andy yeah. Reid is calling the plays." So it was pretty definitive what went. And then I, I loved what Eric Bieniemy did. I know it didn't work out for him. I love what he did in saying, "I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to go to Washington. and I'm going to have yeah. great success." He had some success. Started off really. It started it off. Started good. off great. It didn't end well, but I don't think the ship should sail on Eric Bieniemy. I don't. No, I, I, I still t- think he can he, do it. I told Eric you should have sat right there in Kansas City. Up, <laughs> hey, Damon Dash always said this. Amen. 
Better get up under an umbrella. You don't want to catch a, you don't, you don't catch a brick. Get under his umbrella. Stand next to this money. Now that's I, true. I am not listening. That's but like at some point though, G. Like if you were a, a, a sidekick on a sports show, I am. For no, you're one of them. <laughs> you know, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> So you're Ed McMahon. Yeah, listen, I'm not. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, what you mean? So, you mean, so you're going to get sick of being one of four in four years and say, or, or you're just going to ride it out? I'm not going to go to these other internet shows with five or six views and get my own show. DeMarco. It's a lot of internet. It's bang, a, bang. It's a lot of internet shows out here. Woo. Bush throwing grenades. She what? out here reloading. <laughs> like, what you mean? I, <laughs> hey, I make jokes a lot. And he's sweating. Don't let these vests fool you. I'm not crazy. I'm about to go over here and stand by myself, get rained on. When you be like, dang, bro. But you, what, but you whatever gotta, happened to G. Bush? You got a coat, though. You got a Whatever happened to that boy? Oh, he, you got G. a coat. not a sidekick. Uh, listen, hey, listen, <laughs> hey, listen. Guess what? G, it's people that come in when you sick. They'll tune into the show and say, G. Bush, G. Bush ain't on. All right, I'm, I'm going to be out. back tomorrow. Hey, hey, listen, man. I always say. Can't them, nobody else say that. Hey, hey why you? Like, I'm, I'm motivated by fear. It's a lot of people out there. I, that, I, listen, a boogie out there wandering fact, around. Like, listen. Fact, I'll be totally honest. Boy, when, I, when G. Bush is not working, I get pissed because I'm like, I like the chemistry when G is here. You it's abso- absolutely. We all 100%. bring something special to the table and it makes the mix. Nobody here is a sidekick. It is Certainly not G. You're right. It is yeah. the mix. We yeah. talked about it earlier this week yeah. about how whether it was planned, and I don't think it was. Sometimes you just get lucky. Yeah. But the, the way we all come at things, yeah, is player different. perspective, yeah. deep media member perspective, when Jason's in that yeah. chair, we all have something different that we bring. Nobody's a sidekick. And somebody asked me not, not long after we started this show, there was someone that said, <laughs> and, I, and I fought it vehemently, I said, you're wrong, that it's not going to work, there's too many guys. We want you to come do a show. There's going to be two of you. There's too many voices on your show. I said, I wouldn't do a show with one other person. I wouldn't. You know how boring that would be? That is kind of And predictable. Boring. Like, if Bull and I did a show. Oh, that'd be, oh, that'd be great, actually. No, it wouldn't. And, and we, we see, there'd be I, times where there were fireworks, but <laughs> it, you've got to have a... Like, Bull and I see eye to eye on, on a lot of things. Yeah. They, they but vote there's always going to be a flashpoint with don't. us four. Always. Yeah. Yes. You know, now shout out to Josh Cribs. I mean, I would Josh Cribs would be sitting where I'm at. He just couldn't do it. I love I love contracts where you That's can't exact. get Josh Cribs was this was so he couldn't do it. And they was scouring the internet it was like, hold on. Who's this guy right here doing all this crazy stuff? Shout out to them. I don't know how I got in my chair, but I'm thankful. Thank you. It was fit the suit. Thank it was you, your Steve. beard. I told you last hey, week, Tyvis. It was all oh, yeah, you Wait, did tell I'll me. I told you last week. Turn around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> that has nothing to do with nothing. Hey, what do you mean? You don't think the fact that yeah, so well. you were the MVP of a national championship no. game? Bro, that's your brand now. That now, was, you no. deserve everything you get in this that, business. That's, you Ohio, hard and you're very that's good. Ohio State's brand. Here's the thing. And I love this about that, that right there. That trophy always, is a silver bullet trophy. That ain't a Tyvus Powell trophy. That's a silver bullet trophy. Everybody on the defense could deserve that trophy. Who was named the most valuable defensive player? The of Silver that game? Bullets. Who who was named the most valuable? I'm gonna tell you. Well, Coach Meyer stood up after the game was over, and we went back and we did our championship. Why are you being thing. humble all of a sudden? He You're said. Never humble. Yeah, the Silver crazy. Bullets is the the cap or is the champions. And then of he this was. Game. And who led the Silver Bullets? Uh, Darren, oh. Joey. We're gonna this talk is the first about time in his Joshua. life he's going to be humble. We're going to talk about You know what Urban Meyer said Mike after that? Bennett. No, what do you Durant, say? Durant, Grant. Titus, you know what Urban Meyer said after that. Bring me some college girls! <laughs> oh All right, we're going to move on to our next topic here. <laughs> he's a relatable FanDuel guy. is America's number one sports book. It is undisputed, unquestioned. They are the absolute best. And right now, they're giving customers... They're giving new customers, excuse me, $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets for new customers, win or lose. The best part about FanDuel, it's simple, easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make parlays in the Parlay Hub, which is the best and easiest way to find popular pre-made parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. 